0: the Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 131. Uh, I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Uh, whatever time of day it is uh, it is a beautiful Southern California day here a little windy out if you know anything about me you know I love the wind but I always re- always recognize as I talk about how I love the wind that there are some of you that these are the worst days of the year for you because the wind just makes your allergies go crazy and kooky my wife happens to be one of those people um, so I'm sorry that it's hard on you, but I truly, truly enjoy it. I just sense the presence of God in the midst of the wind. I don't know. It's one of those weird, funky things about me. Uh, There are many weird, funky things, but that happens to be one of them. I just, it starts to get windy out and I get excited like a little kid waiting for Christmas presents. So I run outside and I go for walks and I love it. So, Anyway, beautiful day out here in Southern California where the wind is blowing, uh, beautiful blue sky. Um, All of God's creation is all around me out here, and I'm just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, Hey, I wanted to say thank you, uh, as I have been doing kind of week in and week out. Just thank you for all of you. Uh, I really do appreciate... Uh, your love and support, the way you have subscribed to these podcasts and sent them off to friends, and then for many of you who have given to our Patreon page, p a t r e o n dot com forward slash frontporchconfessional dot com. Thank you for continuing to be a part financially. Of the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. It's helping me move some things forward that are really exciting. And uh, as I've been telling you and giving you updates, the devotional is close. It's getting edited as we speak. And so, uh, going through that, as soon as it's edited, it's designed, uh, then uh, we can send it off to print. So, that'll be really cool once that's done. Uh, Getting that first devotional out will be a really, really cool thing. So, uh, our passage for today is John 14, 9. Uh, Love the book of John. Uh, John's actually my favorite gospel. And uh, so I'm excited about going through this passage today. John 14, 9 says this. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the father. Uh, I remember a while back, this is probably maybe six years ago, seven years ago. Uh, I was at a friend, uh, at a, um, restaurant with a, a friend of mine and, uh, we were both pastors at a, a local church in, in the area. And so we go to this pizza joint. We're just hanging out with the kids. The kids are having a blast and lots of fun. And then, uh, we're talking and all of a sudden, this guy comes up and he stands at the edge of the table and kind of like, a little bit annoying, you know, like just standing there. He didn't really say anything. He's just standing there staring. And we're like, what's going on? So he looks and he points at my buddy and he goes, Pastor Aaron. And Aaron, who's a pastor at the church said, yeah. And he goes, oh, my name. I don't remember his name, but he, oh, my name's Bob. Oh, we love you. You're fantastic. You know, and when you teach, you do such a good job. Wow. That's so cool. Hey, could you come meet the family? Right, and so they Aaron gets up and walks over and says, "Hi to the family, and I'm like, Wait a second, what's going on? What am I chop liver? like I speak at the church like he doesn't recognize me like what's going on and you know, and not that I was like truly offended at it, but I thought that's interesting. He recognizes Aaron. He doesn't recognize me, but oh well. And so the guy comes back and you know he's talking to Aaron at the table a little bit and then he looks at me and he goes, Wait a second. You're you're like that other guy. You're Pastor Jeff. And I was like, yeah, it's me. You know, and he goes, Wow, I didn't even recognize you. And I was like, oh what do you mean? He's like, Wow, you got kind of fat. Did you gain a bunch of weight? And I was like, Whoa, like slow down, guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, he kind of went after and he was like, I completely missed you. I didn't even I didn't even see you there. And I think that this passage, one, I think that story is like perfect because I think it's so often, like it's obvious, like it's obvious. You you see me every Sunday or you see me uh, uh, when I'm on the stage or when I teach and, and yet you, you, you miss me, right? Because maybe I'm not what you expected or I'm not what you thought or, and I think we do those with a lot of things, but here's the crazy thing. I think we do a lot. I think we do that a lot with God. I think we miss God all the time. I think we move. I think we miss the way he moves. I think that we, we miss divine interactions. These are divine appointments that God gives to us. And so Jesus is trying to help Philip understand something so important that I think you and I need to understand as well. And that's why I love John's gospel. I love John's gospel because of the way he presents Jesus the way he presents the disciples, and the way they interact. Like, I love the way that John works through the relationships between Jesus and the disciples because it challenges us. It makes us think about the way we see God, the way we interact with with Jesus. And he does such a good job. I think John does, um, John does such a good job of showing Jesus um, he jo- he shows Jesus as like a real person. He's not like, he doesn't present Jesus like this divine being that swooped down to earth. He did his business and he left. He really shows the relational components of Jesus that Jesus is going, I am God and God is with humanity and he personalizes. John does such a good job personalizing Jesus and he shows him interacting. So I love this exchange, uh, between, uh, Philip and Jesus, because I think for many of us, we can really relate with it. If we slow down, we can really relate with it, you know? And, uh, I think that, um, the things that, that, that John helps us understand through this interaction is there's things about Jesus and our understanding of who God is and how he works that we are completely unaware of. We're not understanding what he's really doing. We're not not understanding the work he's doing. We're not understanding our place in the whole thing. And so I think John does such a good job of inviting us into this. And I think this particular passage has been so helpful for me because I I like to identify with um, like the disciples. Like, so in this one, I'm like, I'm in Philip's shoes. I'm feeling what Philip is feeling. And uh, I, I, I love uh, Philip. I, re- I really do. I, you, can, you can sense, like if you read the whole passage, you, you sense that, that Philip deeply desired the presence of God the Father, and yet he didn't necessarily feel it or sense it, right? He, he desires it deeply, desires the presence of God, desires Messiah, wants him to come, and yet he doesn't realize it's right there in front of him. And maybe you have been a Christian a long time. I don't know. You know, maybe some of you have been a Christian a long time and you talk about Jesus as if he's like this long lost friend that you really, really miss. And Jesus is looking you in the eyes and he's saying, I am here. I am near. And why are you struggling with that? You know, this is this beautiful interaction between Jesus and Philip, right? Jesus isn't angry. He's not mad at Philip. He's trying to expose something in Philip. Philip is missing the very presence of God in Jesus. He's looking for something else. And so he can't identify with it. And I think so often in our own relationships with God, we, we talk about, like a, I was saying earlier, we talk like he's like some far-off friend, like somebody we used to know when we first came to know him. And we're wanting that. I hear from so many people, they just want to wanna know the presence of God. And they're trying to find the presence of God. And where is he? And how do I get to him? And, and when I pray, I don't sense him. And, and I think so often God's like, I'm right here. I'm right near you. And you keep missing me. You keep struggling with that. Why? Which is really a great question. Why are we missing the presence of the living God? And maybe that's a question that you've asked, or maybe it's a question that you should be asking, right? Why am I missing the presence of the living God? You know, are you too busy? Are you too distracted? Are you looking for something altogether different than who he is? And as a result, we miss him. We miss him. That's what's going on with Philip here. And I believe that's what's going on in so many of us. I really do believe that. And I really do identify with that. I really, I think so often for most of my life, I was looking for something about God that he really wasn't. I didn't necessarily really want him and his presence. I wanted the byproducts of those things, the blessings of those things. And I think maybe that's what Philip's wrestling with. Philip's wrestling with an understanding, an Old Testament understanding of the Messiah, where the Messiah is this conquering king, Comes in, destroys. He's on a war horse and he's taking over and reestablishing the people of Israel. And here he is with Jesus. And Jesus was born in a barn, born in Nazareth, right? Born in, raised in, you know, born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth. And, you know, and there's even this quote about what good has come from Nazareth, right? Like that's what the people would say. What good has come from Nazareth? So here's Jesus. He was a carpenter. Like And now he's a, he's a rabbi and he's taking these group of guys from town to town and he's serving people. And I think for Philip, it must have been confusing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when's the Messiah going to show up? Because it, you're great, but there's something greater. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. I'm a God who serves, a God who loves, who humbles himself. Like we talked about in Philippians, who did not consider himself and equal, He poured out himself, right? He wasn't lording over his lordship all over people. No, no, no. He was serving and caring. He was one of us ultimately sacrificing and dying. And so that's confusing for Philip. It's confusing for the disciples and it's confusing for us. And it's why Jesus is saying to us, like the first will be last. And those among you who want to be first are going to miss out. It's about being a servant, about humbling yourself. And that's what Jesus does. And Philip's missing that. Philip's missing it because he has an understanding of what he believes God should be as opposed to who God is. And I wonder if you struggle with the same thing and if you can be honest about that. Because the presence of the living God is here right now. We end this podcast every single week. By the fact that he's nearer to you than your own heartbeat. But do you sense him? And if you don't sense him, you don't feel him, what are you looking for? And I think it's just a great challenge today to slow down and really ask the question, what am I looking for? Because Jesus says to Philip, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Philip, it's me you're looking for. But why do you keep missing me? Do you see and sense Jesus? If you don't, I promise it's not his fault. It's ours. Open your eyes. Open your heart and receive his presence today because the presence of God reveals to us a personal God. The presence of God reveals to us a personal God who is here right now. So the question I have is this, when was the last time? When was the last time that you really sensed the presence of God? And and I, and I would ask you, actually take today, think through and and process through that. When was the last time that you really experienced the presence of God? Or are you like Philip? Like, show us where you are, right? When he's like, I'm right here. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you today that you are near. You are near to us. You're not far away. You're near. You're here with us. You love us. Father, continue to comfort us and care for us and convict our hearts. Help us to see you, to really see you, to follow after you for your glory and your honor. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.